welcome to, uh, I'm going to say it, Madness in the Method, the Nicolas Cage podcast. Is that the official name now? I guess, I guess it is. Or it's the Nicolas Cage podcast, colon, Madness in the Method. I'm not sure. It's just the third episode. That's going to take a while for, for us to, to figure out. But it's the, it's the podcast where we talk about Nicolas Cage movies, all the way from Valley Girl up to, I don't know, whatever he's going to be making when we finish when we finish this podcast because he makes a lot of movies uh, but we take a deep dive into all his um, his movies and uh, we talk about you know him and his uh, his illustrious career and if you want to hear the episodes before they air worldwide you can check them out on Patreon um, and for just three bucks a month you can hear them before everyone else you also get exclusive episodes of my other podcast the spoiler cast and some other stuff, you know, exclusive videos and stuff. But anyway, um, that, well, sorry, I didn't introduce you. My 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 friend and trusty co-host uh, Christopher is with me. Hello, everyone. Hello. And this is the third episode. So if you're following along, today we're talking about uh, racing with the moon, right? Yes, that's that's the name. Yeah, racing with the moon. And uh, it's once again not starring Nicolas Cage. Um, I, 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 he, it's. I guess it's starring Sean Penn. I thought they were going to be like co-leads, but they're not really. Yeah, yeah. If you if you read the, the like synopsis on uh, IMDb, it really sounds like they are both the lead. But as soon as you start watching the movie, no, nope, nope. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is barely in it. <laughs> it yeah. feels like. Um, I mean, he serves what I thought was going to be like an important role, but in my opinion, not really. Well, I don't know. Well, I think he, he does serve an important role as as a friend, just as the friend character oh, sure. should do. Um, and and it, he, in some way, shows the development of the main character. Sure, that, that, that's, sure. that's true. Um, but let's quickly just, I'll just read the IMDb premise here. Mm-hmm. It's in 1942, California. Two young men await induction into the U.S. Marines and say goodbye to their girlfriends. Which, I mean, uh, Sean Penn doesn't have a girlfriend at the beginning, but no. whatever. They say goodbye to, you know, their lives, basically. You can say. Oh. Uh, I'm reading now on the poster, though, it says it was 1943. So I'm not sure which year <laughs> it is. I guess it starts in 1942 because it starts like a few weeks before Christmas, so maybe it mostly oh, takes place during yeah, 43. Yeah, yeah, it's both, I think. Anyway, it's it's Sean Penn and Nicolas Cage who are basically like trying to live their lives, awaiting you know um, enlistment or enlisting into the army uh, or Marines. There is. Yeah, it's this, these couple of weeks. I don't remember if it's exactly how many weeks, but these weeks where they know. They are they will be enlisted and they are going to sh- be shipped away to war, but they have yeah. a, I don't know it's six eight weeks something like that yeah. uh, before that. So it's the like the limbo of not being home but not being in war either. Yeah, and I think that is a pretty interesting concept that they don't fully take advantage of. I think. Yeah. But I'll just say it, overall, I think it was a pretty good movie. I don't know. Yeah, it I wasn't mean, great. Yeah, no, it's not great, but I am surprised that not more people are talking about it because I've never heard of it, and I 
don't think anyone have heard of it. No, but I mean... Yeah, I, um, I'd never heard of it before this. Yeah, nobody talks about it. And I mean, it's not no. that bad. It's, it's, it's pretty no. good. It's not, it's not great, uh, but it's pretty good. And I mean, it's a, it's an early early role for for Sean Penn as well. But I yeah. never heard anyone talk about it in that capacity either. No. So I don't know. And I mean, it's got pretty good reviews. Yeah. So it's weird that yeah that no one no one's talked about it. Uh, but uh, I mean, course. it was even it was an, it was even hard for us to find. I mean, even to like oh, yeah. illegally download, it was hard to find. Yeah, it's it it was <laughs> impossible to find this movie. Yeah. I mean, I I was. Uh, it was too late then. Uh, but I was even looking at it's not super hard, but it's not easy, I'd say, to even find DVDs of it. Yeah, yeah. To buy. I mean, yeah, it's completely uh, like sold out, out of print here in Sweden. You could probably yeah. import it, but yeah. that would, <laughs> would take too long. <laughs> We're very weird. Uh, but what do you think yes. before you watch the moon? What do you think about it? What do you just what were your uh, thoughts? I just just judging from the trailer and what little I read on IMDb, I thought this might could have been like a like a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, this this like coming of age movie that no one talks about, but it's amazing and yeah, I don't know. That, so that, was, pretty high that, that was what I was hoping for. Yeah, I, I had high hopes. I like Sean Penn. I like Nicolas Cage, obviously, and it's an interesting. It's kind of. It's the kind of story uh, that I I can appreciate, like kind of a melancholic story. But uh, and it, I mean it is, but it wasn't to the capacity that I was hoping for. So maybe I was I was setting my my expectations a little too high. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, well, I I was I was really thinking that uh, I said that jokingly after we recorded the last one, but that there was this was going to be the bad part of Deer Hunter. Deer. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it didn't sound that interesting about just men going to war and oh no, it's hard to go to war. I mean, it's it's. I was not very interested in that story because I've seen it several times and it's never sure, really yeah. interested. Interesting, especially because, well, I'm from Sweden where we don't have this thing, this yeah where there is war all the time. And no, it's like yeah. a natural thing of life. I, I don't have that, so I'm not that interested. So I, I I had very low expectations for the movie. Okay. So now having seen it, what what did you think? I mean, as I said, it was pretty good. Uh, it's not uh, it's not the masterpiece, but it's like the if we talk about the directing and the editing and all that. It, it does its job. Nothing special, really. Um, Except one specific scene, but we'll get to that later. Um, okay. But the acting was really solid. Writing was okay. It was had a kind of a slow and not that interesting first half of the movie, but the last half yeah. was really picked up and really things started happening. Um, and I mean, it was interesting. And uh, also, which I didn't realize before I actually watched the movie, that this is the World War Two war. Because oh. this story is always about the Vietnam War. Ah, yes. When people yes. tell this story, so, so so that that was actually pretty interesting um, to see a whole other America than the Vietnam America. Okay. In, in yeah. this in this context of yeah, going yeah, yeah. to a war, because the Vietnam War, like uh, yeah, uh, Deer Hunter is a perfect example uh, where this this feeling of it's for nothing 
and there's no pride in it, and yeah. we just send people to die. Uh, while in Second World War Two, there were more this: we're the heroes. We're gonna do something right. We're gonna fight the Nazis. We're gonna be good people. And, yeah, people want to go to war. Yeah, and I, I haven't yeah. seen. I don't think ever I've seen the story of people before the war that actually want to go to the war. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's also interesting that it does it does treat the war kind of as as a neutral thing because yeah, uh, especially uh, Nicholas Cage character, he says like, "Oh man, I can't wait to go to war and kill Nazis," but uh, there there is this apprehension from both of them. That the, but then mostly Sean Penn's character, um, let me just double check, Henry Hopper, right? Hopper is his name, and Nicholas Cage is Nicky. So, yeah. um, that. They're they're basically going because they're supposed to, but especially then Hopper doesn't. I don't think he's not really. He doesn't really want to. He's just doing it because he he has to. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting that it doesn't it doesn't try to glorify the war in any way. It's it's focused completely on the characters, and even if it is a righteous cause they're gonna fight for, um, it's still it's still scary. Yeah, obviously, but there's even in like the ending scene of the movie. Uh, we get like this. It's it's like a hopeful thing. It's like a, a oh, yeah, happy sure, occasion sure. that yeah, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be uh, yeah. The apprehension is there, but in the end, it's 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 a good thing we're doing, and we're happy to do it. That was oh yeah. That was the sure. feeling at, at least that we're left with in the movie. Yes, yes, but it's it's so common to to glorify the Second World War, and you know, mm. for 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 good reasons. It was yeah. it was. It was the good. They fought the good fight, but I mean, yeah. it's still people, you know, going to their deaths, hundreds yeah. of thousands, millions of people. So, it was interesting to see, uh, like you said, the Second World War, um, and and from seeing it treated, the actual war being treated so neutral. I, I like that yeah, was a good. Yeah, and it, it actually, it's a strength of the movie that we never see anything from the war. I'd say. Oh yeah, we only yeah. Only see the bef- the before the war, all that. Imagine if this movie was made like now or like five years ago. Oh yeah, it would have it would have started with a giant battle, mm-hmm. and uh, Sean Penn would uh, he was he would run through the through the trenches. Well, that's the first <laughs> word. You know what I mean? Run through yeah. the field, and then he gets shot, and he's like lying there coughing blood, and then it zooms into his eye, and it zooms out again, and he's lying on a on a grassy yeah. field, and he's younger <laughs> now and happy. They would just inserted a super huge, mega expensive action scene just because. Yeah, and I, I was really <laughs> thinking that we were going to see that the movie was going to end. Uh, I had this feeling throughout the movie, and I, I'm happy I was wrong that it was end with them in the war, like Sean Penn's character maybe writing a letter home to his mother because they talk about that. <laughs> Write letters yeah. to your mother when you get there, and we will see like it's not that bad that I that we thought it was. <laughs> But I don't know. But anything like that, and, we, and then we see him leave the the tent and go into battle. I was I was <laughs> certain the movie would end in a way like that. Um, yeah, that, that's it's good that it didn't. Yeah. Um, but what I what I would have wished for, um, maybe it was just me not picking up like subtle signals, but I would have wished that there was more, um. More, more scenes of specifically Hopper, Sean Penn's character, being like, like kind, of, kind of doubting the idea of going or being like scared of going, which he, he does express 
uh, towards the end of the movie. Of, of course, I'm scared after they go to the uh, the scene in the hospital. Or oh, yeah, yeah, they're on the train tracks, and yeah. he talks to who I think was Michael Madsen, right? The soldier. Uh, yeah, with, there was a lot. Both of... his legs gone, or one one of his legs. Uh, one gone? of them. There yeah. was a lot of weird uh, choices for for actors in this movie. Uh, a lot of people I recognized. Okay, I, I only I recognized um, Michael Madsen, and I'm guessing uh, it's yeah Michael Madsen played yeah. Frank. And oh yeah, Crispin Dana Carvey Gl- and Crispin Glover. Oh yeah, Crispin Glover in one scene. It was like <laughs> once again being Crispin Glover, yeah. so fucking good <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of people. Oh, that person and that person and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I don't uh, was she the. Um, Prostitute. Oh. oh yes, the prostitute. I I recognized her. She's in one episode of Seinfeld. There's where I, where oh, okay. she gets hidden 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 the head by a like a calculator, whatever it is. A yeah, she's she's been in a lot something. of shows. Uh, she is. Oh, okay. I think she has a, one of the the well not main characters but uh, yeah well yeah one of the main characters I'll say in uh, the uh, Unres uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Um, ah, Unbreakable Kimmy. Unbreakable Kimmy. Yeah. yeah, she's one one of main character there uh so okay. there was a lot of people like ah, that that person that person but i guess yeah. none of the uh, their careers ever hadn't gone off at this point i guess yeah exactly this was in the beginning of all their careers so mm-hmm. that's that's why you see kind of like uh, like the early early rat pack movies before they became the rat pack or brat pack i mean mm. uh, with J- judd nelson and all those people yeah you're like oh they were just all over every movie and yeah. then they kind of became famous after that you know um, so that yeah, that that was that was my my big like whoa when I saw her the the prostitute lady because I was like I know her from somewhere I know that voice and, oh, Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, um, uh, the, the scene after they're in the hospital when he goes with uh, his the caddy that's her name right caddy yes yeah. um to the hospital um and he's obviously shook up by by seeing all these young young men with like arms missing and legs missing and um and then they yeah they're running on the train tracks and he's like of course i'm afraid you know uh why wouldn't i be you didn't have to show me that i i was kind of hoping for a little more obvious scenes of him being like apprehensive of going to the war. Okay. I mean, it's there. He seems kind of aloof for most of the movie, other than when he's trying to hang out with Caddy, by played by Elizabeth McGovern. Mm-hmm. He seems like drift through through life. So. Yeah, I mean, as I said, the first half of the movie is pretty uneventful. I think is the best word. Yeah, uh, it's very meandering. Yeah, it's not. And I was, I was a little nervous that oh, it's just gonna be a nothing movie. But yeah, no, not and really. I think the biggest issue is that, uh, as you said, maybe put some of those things in the first half. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Just well, put put anything in the first half because the only thing, <laughs> like the first half of the movie, I'd say uh, maybe forty minutes, maybe even the first hour of the movie, because uh, the movie's like one forty, I think. Something yeah. like that. Uh, it's doing the same thing that the first fifteen minutes should do, just, just yes. uh, explaining all the characters, where they're from, who they are, uh, introduce the love interest, introduce something with that. It took like an hour just to do that. Yeah, it's a little drawn out. It, I mean, 
And it's... It, it could... No, it could have been like instead of an hour and forty, it could have been like an hour and twenty, and it would have been, felt a little more fast paced. I mean, it doesn't have to be fast paced, but you know, mm. the 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 pacing would have been better. Yeah, they should have put also put any kind of because uh, I was thinking afterwards that the first half uh, should have the biggest issue is that it doesn't have a conflict, no real conflict. Oh yeah, in the first yeah, half. yeah, yeah. So they should have put the um okay. It, Going into spoilers, this yeah, it's an old sure. movie, but nobody <laughs> has seen this, so I think it's fair to put a spoiler warning. Sure, in yeah. This episode, so. big, big spoilers for yeah. So from now on, there's spoilers. the big the big conflict in the <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh, but I think so. This conflict of her being so she comes from uh, he thinks she comes from a rich family, uh, yeah, but she is actually the daughter of the maid there in yes. the rich rich family. Uh, and I think they should have put that conflict, uh, well, that reveal for him, in the first half of the movie. Yeah, because uh, it's not it's not impactful enough to be like the end, like closing twist. That, no. Oh no, I'm actually poor. And that could He's also like, Whoa. have made the thing uh, with the abortion. That is, that yeah. that could have worked. So if they they did the first conflict of, oh, you're not rich. Whoa. whoa. Sort of, and then they patch things up, and then the abortion comes, and then they, uh, well, Nick's character, uh, yeah, Nikki, Nikki's character, yeah, uh, Nikki, c- comes and says, "Well, you, you live with rich people. Can you get the money? You have contacts, yeah, and that something. could, and we still could have that tension and that uh, conflict still. It shouldn't, it wouldn't have changed anything. Yeah, I think that would have been like you, you have to use your contacts. Oh, yeah." So it would have been the same thing. Oh, you're just using me for money. Yeah. But we already know that she's poor or not not rich. Yeah. And yeah. that that could also give an even a bigger impact in the scene where she tries to steal the the necklace. Yeah. Uh, so so I because yeah. yeah. that whole that whole part of her like oh, I'll get the money. Um, it's it's introduced and like it's over pretty quickly. Like that could have been a bigger thing in the movie. I know I know she mentions that oh I've been trying to tell you for so long, but you never really feel that that there is any sort of tension between the characters. Even though it should be, because he thinks she's one thing, she's scared of telling him she's not. Yeah. But that you don't really feel that tension. It, it, it's there a little bit, but not not enough. Yeah, I think that's I think a big that... thing for the whole movie. It's 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 good, but it's just not enough to be great. Yeah, I was just going to say that, that this movie has it has all the parts. Uh, yeah. Everything that is needed. All the story beats are there. Everything. It just needs to be rearranged and some things should be uh, heightened and some things should be lowered. Yeah. Um, but, but all the parts are there. Every Everything is there for a, for a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, Ma- yep. Maybe that's why it has kind of been forgotten because it's a, it's a good movie but it's not great. So people yeah, kind of forgot about it. But I wouldn't say it's a forgettable movie. Oh, no, sure. No, it's not. So, uh, yeah. it, it is It is weird that it's it's barely talked about. Yeah, it, it, I think it it, it deter- deserves some recognition. Not, not yes. like putting it on a top ten list, but maybe top ten most forgotten Nicolas Cage movies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Or Sean Penn movies, maybe. Uh, Nicholas Cage yeah, has made yeah. so many. Because so. it's, it's definitely a Sean Penn-like movie. Yeah. Nicholas Cage, I mean, like he, they, they're both, 
uh, like build on the poster, but this is kind of like Rumblefish. Nicolas Cage disappears for long stretches of the movie. Yeah. And then he kind of reappears when he has, he has to tell uh, uh, Sean Penn that he, he, he knocked up uh, the mm. whatever her, her name is. The lady he's been hanging out with. Uh, Laura? I want to say Laura, but I'm not sure. Sound like I don't remember. <laughs> no, Sally. Um, Sally, yes, Sally, yes. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, there, there, yeah. He disappears, but I, I, it's not like in, like we talked in Rumblefish, where it feels like he has his own plot. No, uh, he just it, disappears. Yeah, in this movie, it's just he goes away and drinks. That's probably <laughs> what he does. Uh, and and I didn't feel that we missed out on anything. No, yeah, exactly. Because we had a pretty good story with Sean Penn. She's like, "Oh, oh here's Nicolas Cage again." Yeah. Okay, but again, he, <laughs> did, he did. He did a good job as the. Oh yeah, the sort of alcoholic uh, friend, um, which I think yeah. is also one of these things that they should have maybe addressed more. But it feels yes, it feels like the thinking is that he's he's drinking a lot because he. He's also very afraid, and he appears macho to not yes, show that he is afraid. Uh, that's definitely what I felt as well. That he yeah. he is trying to to compensate for his uh, his insecurity yeah. by by drinking and 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 sleeping with every girl he finds and getting um, trying to get a tattoo and all these yeah. Things. I, that that's such an obvious thing. Like, yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm gonna put an American eagle on my chest. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're scared shitless. We get it. And I, I guess that's also like, I, I kind of wanted him to, to say that. Yeah, exactly. Or at we, least, at least like acknowledge it. I mean, we do get it because he's, um, I, 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 I think like part of him being like emotionally detached during the abortion is part of that as well, because he just want to get that over with so he can focus on what, what, you know, he's going to war. Yeah. So I, it's, it's there, but yeah, it's a little too subtle. Yeah, there's For there's me. a lot of these things with him. Again, we need him. I I would uh, I would have liked a heart to heart between them at some plot point in the movie. Yeah, we um, get a little one when they scream at each other after the abortion, but that's that's yeah. uh, it's barely enough. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wish there was a, a bigger scene between them too. Yeah, because that that's also one of those things with with his character, which which well, that's what I got. That this he's talking at the at the start of the movie. Uh, this thing that I'm never coming back to this town. I'm I'm leaving. I'm I'm yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have a new life. I'm gonna be a new thing. And I I think that's also one of those defense mechanisms that he doesn't want to think about a life after the war because maybe there isn't one. And he doesn't yeah wanna, exactly. He doesn't want to realize that fully. Uh, and that's sort of the opposite of Nash's or or Hopper's journey that he yeah. starts with. I don't really care. And then he finds this girl, and he finds he starts thinking about the future, and he starts thinking that, oh fuck, this maybe I don't have a future, and maybe this war is is a bad thing. And then we get yeah. this blowout at the end of the movie. But again, we need there's all it's all there. We just need more of it, more feeling, yeah, more <laughs> a little more. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there was there anything you didn't like about it at all? Um, was, was there anything except for it not being all the way there? Was there anything that was like, ugh, no. I I was pretty bored of the whole and I, I, I didn't think it was needed and it felt a little drawn out or maybe 
remade in, in, in some other setting the whole uh, lake thing when they go, went to the lake and had sex for the first time and all those things. Yeah. I think it was like it was just kind of awkward. It was a little awkward because it didn't feel they had only met each other like once or twice before that and now all of a sudden they're skinny dipping and having sex. Yeah, but it, I mean, that it, it could a little work. abrupt. Yeah, it, it could, could work, absolutely. That that story could work, but it's just, it was just, I don't know if it was the acting or how they filmed it or something. It was just awkward and I didn't want to see it and it was just, no, stop. <laughs> I don't, this isn't fun yeah. for anyone. Um, it was a little, it was a little awkward. So I, that's, that's the, the uh, that scene I think is one of the only things that I was really like hating on. Yeah. Uh, and even that is, is hating is a strong word for it, but did dislike Dis- disliking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I, I was um I was in in the beginning of the movie, I was a little worried because it's a movie made in the eighties, takes place in the forties. I was like, ha, huh, okay, how 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 toxic is this relationship gonna be? Because he um. like jump he jumps on the back of the bus and follows her home and yeah. jumps over the <laughs> fence. It's like oh no, he's gonna it's gonna be. Uh, it's it starting to feel like the kind of invasive feelings I got from from the relationship in uh, Valley Girl. Yeah. Like, the, oh no. There was definitely some some real stalker warnings there. The first half yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, they, it it mellowed out and. Yeah. For a movie made in '84 about teenagers in '42, I think it was pretty, like, not progressive, but pretty okay with that stuff. Yeah, I would e- even having like um, an abortion B plot mm. or subplot. I would say I would go so far to say that it was the best we were gonna get with those two time, <laughs> those two yes. eras combined. The best yes, we're gonna get. Yes. Um, but that's yeah. also why I was a little like when they had sex after the the the, the lake dip. Mm. But uh, yeah, that was that was the only thing. I, yeah. I I was happy it wasn't more creepy the relationship because <laughs> it could be Sean Penn can be very creepy. <laughs> yes, uh, I gotta say I was really impressed with Sean Penn. Uh, I mean, Sean Penn is a great actor. We all know that. Yes, uh, but even this early in his career, because I don't think I've seen anyone uh, if we. Not that specific part of the movie, but the other parts of the movie. Uh, I've never seen someone play uh, awkward in such a good and realistic way. Yeah. Because there was no, that, he, yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't like, like this um, generic like stuttering and looking down and, and those awkward things. It was like just his whole presence was awkward. Like in the... Um, in the skating area, skating rink. Oh yeah, the skate rink, yeah. And he was so weird and awkward. You yeah, get it? Genuinely awkward. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you'd be that be awkward in that situation too. He was more or less oh, yeah. tricked into a date with someone he doesn't want to date. Uh, and when that the the girl grabs his hand because they're doing like a like a, a tr- train kind of thing, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, let go of my arm." <laughs> It was just it. It sounded so genuine, like no, please don't let yeah. go of my arm. <laughs> so that was that. That was really great. His his awkwardness uh, was really, yes, really great. Yes. Yeah, Sean Penn is a great actor. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've never seen him. Uh, this yo know, yeah, I have seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm. but that's a very different character. So yeah, I've never seen him act like 
seriously this young before, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. But the greatest scene in the entire movie, which was the high point, oh, okay, uh, when they played pool with the navy guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was perfectly in that that scene. In like a vacuum was perfect. I have no complaints. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I was because so in the movie for people who hasn't seen it and is uh, not caring okay, spoilers. With spoilers. Yeah. yeah. So they so Nicholas Cage's character uh, knocks up uh, a girl that he just like wants the night stand, uh, and so she and she gets pregnant and. Needs an abortion. An abortion costs, I think they say, $150, I think, or something yes. like that. Um, so they need to get money. And they keep hinting that they have a way to get money. Uh, yeah. So, so Sean, Nicolas Cage character says to Sean Penn's character, uh, we got to do the thing. They say something, but I don't remember exactly what. And uh, Sean Penn said, no, we can't do that. It's Last time we did that, we almost died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it says build up. If you're gonna do robbery, what's going on here? It's gonna be a heist movie. Yeah. Um, but then we realize they go up uh, to outside of town to a, a bar where they have pool, and then they swindle people because Sean's pen character Hopper is very good at pool. And then... yeah, I mean, so the, their their plan is, I mean, in the start is like maybe they can just win the money, but then. There's this, there's this, this classic swindle of playing badly and then up the ante, and then when they up the ante to what they want, then he starts playing good. Yes. Uh, so, so they try to do this with uh, Nicolas Cage has this uh, roll of money, which we then f- uh, fig- uh, find out it's Monopoly money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they start, and they they bet this money to four navy uh, people. <laughs> Uh, for sailors, sailors, yeah, yeah. and um, and then they start, uh, and then they start playing pool. And uh, Nicolas Cage says to Sean Penn, "Hey, he's good, but yeah, he's he's a lot better than he was before." So yeah. they are doing the same con back, sort of. Yeah, uh, and then there's this, this, and I back was thinking during this scene, like, oh, we need we need some good music to this. We need something because. Some, something fast paced because it's 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 a good scene but it's not interesting and then this sort of jazz uh like jazz song comes on yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> they start trading blows with each other and they putting uh, numbers on the blackboard Chalkboard, and it's, yeah it's, it's great and then they, they lose yeah, they lose by one point. So yeah. fuck. All right. But I, I thought time time for Plan B. <laughs> yeah, and they, they run. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a great scene. It was it was the best scene in the entire movie, and it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, it became it almost became a different movie there for five ten minutes. Yeah, so that was that was the hands down best part for me. Do you have a <laughs> best part? Um, that one is up there, but then I I. I don't know if I have a best part, but it's a part that stuck in my head was the beginning when he's having like a piano lesson, mm. um, and he he keeps getting slapped on the fingers because he's playing wrong, um, but then he like oh whatever I have to go to work I don't know it was something about 
Like he he obviously didn't want to take piano lessons, but he did it because, like, kind of like with the war, like he just did it because he's supposed to, because mm. his mom wants to. Um, but then he he'd rather go work in the um, uh, what's it called? Jesus, bowling the bowling alley. Yeah. Um, picking up picking up the pins after people knock them down because they don't have an automated system. Yeah. So him and Nicolas Cage work as pin picker uppers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he'd rather go do that because then he can be with his friend and you know he can do what he wants to do, even though that that's less prestigious or less interesting than playing piano in Carnegie Hall like his mm. mom wants him to do. I don't know. It, it, uh, I like that scene. It it's it was a good introduction to the character. I think. Yeah, it was. Um, but nothing else sticks out really, except for yeah, that the pool scene definitely. But um, let's uh, let's let's talk about Nicolas Cage a little more, <laughs> um, since this is the Nicolas Cage podcast. But it hasn't really been that. No, much. Uh, we, we haven't. <laughs> this... We haven't really gotten to his uh, main character movies, except Valley no, Girl, no. but. Except for Valley Girl, yeah. Well, oh, once again, though, uh, this is 84. Valley Girl and Rumblefish was 83, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And I'm still... Maybe I was just looking at it too much, but it still felt like this movie might have been filmed before because his teeth still looked (laughs) different like they did in Valley Girl, but not as much. And he, there was the whole thing with Valley Girl was the l- only movie he filmed before he had his teeth fixed. But I thought his teeth looked weird in this one as well. Mm. I don't know. I was just uh, maybe I'm just obsessed by his teeth now because that was the thing. Uh, it, it seemed <laughs> like it. Um, well, maybe we can um, find out when it was filmed. Um... I haven't found anything particular about when it was filmed. But I mean, it could have been filmed in '83, so. Yeah, I, I gotta say I hate the Swedish name of it. Oh, what is this? What's the Swedish name? The Swedish name is uh, Nuburjärnlivet. <laughs> so, uh, so translated here, here, is here uh, begins life. Yeah, or life yeah. begins now. Something. Yeah, like life that. begins now is a better. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, ugh, I don't know. But it, 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 could, it, could, it makes it, it sound like well. such a boring movie. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it I mean it's not really fair because this might as well be the end of their lives. They could yeah. die the first day in the war, so Racing with the Moon makes more sense. It's mm-hmm. their literally I mean I I'm feel I haven't looked this up, but I'm feeling like the title might have been different at first, like racing with time or something, because that's basically mm-hmm. what they're doing. But they're like, that sounds dumb. Let's call it something more romantic. Racing with the Moon. Racing with the Moon is is uh, it's take the, the film's name is uh, title is taken from a song um, ah, okay. that was a hit in 1941. It was a short number. Okay. One. So it's it's probably something like that. But it yeah, it seems like it maybe wasn't the the first name. Yeah, yeah. But racing with the moon works because the moon is represents time. So that's that's what they're doing. They're just. Yeah. Tr- trying to live their lives before they have to leave. Now, also, another thing that was kind of uh, interesting, well, it could have been interesting. They sort of, again, they they <laughs> hinted at it, but it never really did full out. Uh, the, the, ra- the train metaphor. The train, yeah. was, the train and train tracks would keep coming back into the movie, and then the movie ends with a, them jumping on the train and leaving for the war and there was there was something there but i couldn't really 
yeah, I don't know exactly how. Yeah, but that that is that is because the they talk about racing the train or and there's one scene where they're just standing on the train tracks waiting for the train to hit them. Um, it's basically I I think it's the the meme life comes at you fast. <laughs> train train kind of the train kind of represents like life or reality because yeah. they're they're about to you know. Yeah, and also there's these things. Uh, maybe I'm just reading into it, but uh. When they they see the train coming at them, and Nicolas Cage is is uh, saying, Nicolas Cage character is saying, uh, the train wouldn't hurt us. It's an old friend. Yeah. Uh, that 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 could in in a way be a metaphor for the war. That yeah, we we won't die in the war because America's yeah. an old friend. Or we're going with the train. It's an old friend. And yeah, it's there. It's some symbolism there that I can't really grasp or, or put the words. <laughs> Definitely. But there's something. Yeah, and specifically that he says it because he def he feels like um he definitely feels like he's going just going to war and kill all the Nazis and nothing's gonna hurt him, so he's not afraid of being hit by the train. Um it, it's it speaks to them as characters. Um but what did you what did you think of uh Nicolas Cage? What what little we saw of him in this? <laughs> uh he was he was good in the movie. Uh can't say anything. Uh, else. He did. He did a good job to portray, as we we talked about, all these small emotions, and we can read into a lot of things. And I, I think a lot of that is because he acts acts them out in a great way. Um, yeah. There's there's some some Nicolas Cage mannerisms in this one. Not many. Oh, not a lot. But, oh, but, but I say the night when he wants to get a tattoo. That's when he's. Yeah. That's peak Nicolas Cage yeah. in this movie. Because in Rumblefish there was none. No Nicolas no. Cage mannerisms. And he this was one, very was, subdued. <laughs> yeah, in this one there was some, so you can still see the the, the current or or the I, I don't want to say the what we think of Nicolas Cage today. You can see yes, some yes. of that in this movie. The Rage um, Cage. Yeah, because he was he was playing a sort of a chaotic role. Um, so yeah, the, yeah. The char- the character is more of a Nicolas Cage character, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just and look. Um, because uh, I want, I wanted to see how many movies before we get to Vampire's Kiss. Because I want to see <laughs> like if there's like a gradual increase of him uh, becoming more and more unhinged. Because that is, that is, I mean, to date, I think one of the craziest <laughs> roles he is he is uh, played, which I still have not seen. Oh my god! Okay, that's that's sad. one of the I'm reasons not... I even came up with this podcast uh, theme. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hype I, it up too much. But I know but I mean... a lot about it. So I don't think you can hype it up more. <laughs> okay, okay, very... okay. But um, I mean, yeah. yeah, the the movies he made after this, uh, we're going. I mean, we're skip, skipping ahead a little bit, but um, it's Birdie, which is another war movie, but that's a Vietnam War movie. Oh, okay. Uh, and about the aftermath of war. I actually haven't seen that one, but I, I have it on Blu-ray. The boy in blue, I don't know what it is. Piggy Sue got married. That's also like he's starting to act a little crazy, you know, in that movie. Same thing with Racing Arizona. Um, then I haven't seen Moonstruck, but then yeah, he goes full Nicolas Cage in <laughs> Vampire's Kiss. So it's gonna be interesting to see the ones I haven't seen there. Um, but yeah, I also I I, I enjoyed him for for what what little time he was in the movie mm. i liked him and that 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 scene when they're on the roof and he's drinking and talking about his tattoo was like oh shit there mm. he is <laughs> it's nicolas cage <laughs> he appeared so uh i i have done a little research and i think i have uh, ah. found the the teeth 
the book. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> some, some 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 facts about it. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're right, actually. Okay. Uh, according to the teeth, I think this one. So um, see here. Uh, so fi- filming for this movie was uh, May. Wait. No wait. Wait a minute. No, that doesn't make sense. Sorry, Rumblefish ruins it. Um, <laughs> so. This one was filmed between uh, May and June in 1983. Okay. Valley Girl was Girl was filmed in October 1982. Okay. Rumblefish was was between July and September in 82. So this one mm. is actually filmed after Rumblefish. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So uh, so either uh, he has prosthetics in Rumblefish. <laughs> or or you're putting too much into this. <laughs> I think I'm putting you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> Unless his teeth look super weird in the next movie, I'm I'm gonna stop looking at his teeth. <laughs> Is that damn trivia and Valiger like, oh, this was the last movie or the only movie he filmed with his real teeth. <laughs> damn you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. So en- enough, enough about the teeth. <laughs> but no, there's uh, there isn't that much you can say about uh, Nicolas Cage in this movie, as in Rumblefish, because yeah. he is, uh, yeah, he's in and out of the movie. There's not that he's not the main character. He's, he's not even like. I think the love interest is in is in more scenes than he is. Oh yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, but he does a good good job. Everyone does a good, good job. job. Nobody's yeah, doing ev- a bad job in this one. No, yeah, everyone's everyone's good, at least yeah. good. Um, oh, that's Crispin another Glover. thing. Yeah, oh, well, Crispin Glover is always amazing. Crispin Glover is that's, always uh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but that was another thing um, that I, that I really appreciated with the movie. Um, I just thought when I was talking about actors, uh, the dad, uh, uh, Sean Penn's uh, mm-hmm. dad in the movie. Um, they had like a they they were kind of uh, expanding on their relationship a little bit. Him him working with his dad in the graveyard and them having a couple of like small heart to hearts. Um, and first of all, it was nice to see uh um actually an a, like a nice father figure in a movie about the forties. It wasn't yeah. an alcoholic like a child abuser. <laughs> It was he was just like a nice little dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say he's he's a lot nicer than even other nice dads in in film. Yeah, because there's yeah. a lot of these small things, just uh, good parenting things, like when he's uh, smoking around the graveyard because uh, a guy they knew died in the war. Yeah, and uh, dad comes up and says, eh, "Sad. You want to talk about it? No. So, oh, okay, fair enough." And then leaves him alone. And yeah, these small moments that was very good. Yeah, I I like those parts, and I would have liked more of that. Just like with the rest of the movie, just a little bit more. I mean, you didn't need more there, but I would have liked to see more. Oh. Yeah. So and that, that's and, more uh, of just it was nice seeing. Not that the as you said the movie needed it or it was not developed enough. I'd yeah, say. exactly. He was Mister <laughs> Mister Nash. The <laughs> the parents are just Mister and Missus Nash. Oh. Was played by John Carlin, so he that was, he was good, just like everyone else. But I mean, he, <laughs> he stuck out. Um, but um, 
I guess we're we're closing in on the end here. It's a little shorter episode, but I mean, there isn't much else to say, um, especially no. since Nicolas Cage is barely in it again. Um, but um, on a scale of one to ten, what would you give it? I'd give this a strong seven. I'd say. Strong yeah, seven. Yeah. yeah, I would probably yeah somewhere between a seven and an eight. Probably land on a seven. I think. Are you, are you sure you're landing on a seven? Yes. So that's uh, three sevens in a row then. Yes, I know three <laughs> sevens, but I'm I'm uh, uh, having having uh, digested Rumblefish a little bit. I would mm-hmm. probably put that at like an eight. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, so you're point. revising the score. Yeah, but I mean, I'll I'll keep it at a seven. But you know, that was that was because I saw it that day, and I, wow. I had a some problem uh, interpreting it. Hmm? But having now digested it, it's like no, that's probably an eight, <laughs> strong eight. Yeah. So, um, that's um, that's racing with the moon. Yeah. Uh, next week is Birdie. Yes. With um, oh, what's his name? The other guy in that movie, the guy who actually plays Birdie. I uh, don't know. I don't know the movie. Um, Matthew Modine. Right. Oh. It's uh, after two friends return home from the Vietnam War, one becomes mentally unstable and obsesses with becoming a bird. Yeah. That's supposed to be like a great movie, though, from what I've heard. And it has uh, pretty good reviews. So I'm looking forward to watching that one. And I've, I've had it in my Blu-ray collection for a while. But I've never like took the time to watch it for some reason. So, mm. so just a uh, full um, transparency here, I'd say. In yes. This, in this podcast, so there, it, Nicolas Cage actually was in a movie between these movies. Uh, oh yeah. A movie we are not on the list because he has a very minor part. It's Cotton Club. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah he's. Like in one scene or something. Yeah, right? he's, he's yeah. I I I'm not sure exactly how much, but he's so little that uh, well, I said this isn't a Nicolas Cage movie. It's it's not yeah. for this movie. So if someone actually knows all of Nicolas Cage's movie and is getting <laughs> angry about we're not reviewing Cotton Club, uh, there we know about it. We just we decided not to review it. Yeah, um, and I just want to say then, if I gotta, if I'm gonna plug the Patreon again, um, if you're if you're under a three dollar tier or higher, you can tell us on the spoiler cast, but maybe on the uh, Nicholas Cage podcast as well, can tell us what movies you want us to talk about. So if you really want uh, us to talk about um, Cotton Club, we'll we'll do it as a spoiler cast, <laughs> but you gotta pay for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, all in all. Pretty good movie. Uh, if Pretty if someone movie. if someone uh, gets gets the uh, get the what do you say the has what uh, one uh, I don't know uh, uh, um the opportunity was there. Uh, yeah. ah, if okay. anyone if anyone has the opportunity to watch the movie, do it because it's. Pretty hard to find. Uh, yeah, and it's, I was gonna it's say, a good watch. If a, fr- if a friend asks me, like, oh, what do you think of this one? I'll say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you. But no one's ever going to ask that because no one's ever heard of this movie no. for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so it could be something with the studio that the studio just sort of buried it in a way. Could, could have be been. So- something like that. Uh, so, yeah. Um, 
But if it's on TV, I doubt it. But if it is, watch it. That's, oh, that's yeah. my review. De- definitely. Uh, it's definitely the only chance you're going to get. <laughs> yes. Because it's gone everywhere else. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And like I said before, if you want to support the show, check us out on Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash don't make a scene, which is the whole network thing, I suppose, for these podcasts. Um, And we'll see you in the next episode where we're going to talk about Birdie. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. The Nick Cage Podcast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. Original idea by Christopher Billiam. Produced by Tobias Vidin and Christopher Billiam. Hosted by Tobias Vidin and Christopher Billiam. Audio mixing by Tobias Vidin. Executive producer, Annika Vidin. And a big thank you to all our Patreons for making the show happen. Laura Kinney, uh, Rasmus Jonsson, Mom and Dad.